as an investor, I always tell people focus on the controllables. And the question is never, should I be investing right now? The question is, how should I be investing right now? And once you start asking the right question, you'll come up with the right answers. Hey there, we're here to put you on the path to a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. I'm Palak. And this is Nidhi. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you here. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about two questions that come up a lot. The first one is how do I invest in the current market, right? This is a question on a lot of people's minds. How do I invest in the current market? Should I be investing in the current market? And number two is if I'm a new investor, how do I start building wealth? What are the things that I need to be doing as a new investor to start building my wealth? So we're going to talk about both these topics today and I'm going to offer some tips and suggestions for both. So let's talk about the first one, which is how do I invest in the current market? And, you know, there is just so much noise out there, right? There's so much talk in the media, on social media, about what's going on with the economy, what's going on with the real estate, what's going to happen. And while I read all those articles and I keep abreast with what's going on, I think a lot of that is noise, right? As an investor, I always tell people focus on the controllables. And the question is never, should I be investing right now? The question is, how should I be investing right now? And once you start asking the right question, you'll come up with the right answers. The economy has changed so much in the last few years. When we first started investing in 2014, 2015, the big challenge back then was financing. There was not a lot of lenders back then. It was easy to find deals. It was easy to find contractors if you're buying and rehabbing a property, but it was very hard to find financing for the purchase and the construction of the loan. And so Pollock called 100 banks to find a lender that would lend for our project, right? And that was a big challenge then. Fast forward to the pandemic, and this is 2021 is um, there was a lot of lenders. In fact, there was way too much money in the market because of all the money printing that had happened um, during the pandemic. But the challenge then was material prices were really high because of supply chain constraints. And it was, deals were very hard to come by. Every deal that you wanted to put an offer on had two or three cash offers on it. And so you had to work really hard to win the bid for a property, right? And so that was the big challenge then. So, and then fast forward now, Interest rates are high, but it's easy to find financing still for deals. And it's easier to find deals today than it was a couple of years back. So you see the trend there, right? Every market cycle has its pros and cons, has has its challenges that you as an investor need to address. So that's how I would look at the current market, is what, as an investor, do you need to do to invest today? That's number one. And for that, you need to drown out the noise, right? Drown out the noise. And no, nobody really knows what's going to happen. Nobody has a crystal ball. And what's helped us build wealth over the last few years through real estate is not listening to predictions about the economy. In fact, if you had done that, you'd never have gotten started and built a $10 million portfolio. What helped us was uh, reading books that are timeless listening to mentors who've done this um, and, you know, shown us the path. And, you know, people who offer solutions because there's so many analysts on social media 
that are just predicting all this doom and gloom. And so what is their advice? Don't invest. I don't think that's a solution to anything. And so I tend to listen to people in social media and experts in social media who offer a solution to any given scenario. So uh, start picking and choosing who you're listening to and what kind of information you absorb and use as points for decision-making. That's number one. Uh, number two is buying cash-flowing assets, right? This is huge. So a lot of time, people who are starting to invest, they are buy a property that's $400,000, $500,000, and they get, say, $2,000 in rent for it. That property is not going to cash flow. And if there is a recession, that is the kind of property that's going to get into trouble because now you're burning a hole every month in your pocket just to pay the mortgage, just to keep up the property. So buying cash flowing assets is absolutely essential. And you know, for that reason, we always say don't invest just for appreciation, invest for cash flow because a, ca a positively cash flowing asset will see you through any recession. Let me give you a quick example. We bought a condo in Chicago back in 2007. This was the peak of the market just before the crash in 2007. And we bought it for 140,000-ish. And right after the crash, the value went down to $85,000. And we were like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? But thankfully, the property was rented and it was cash flowing. And because it was cash flowing every month, we made $250 plus profit on that property. And after 10 years, this is uh, what, what about a couple of years back, uh, we sold the property. And over the last 10 to 12 years, we made about $100,000 on that property, which included appreciation, cash flow that we made over the years, and debt pay down. Right. So that shows you that even if you buy the property, the worst time in history of buying a property, if you hold it long enough, and if it's a cash flowing asset, you're going to be okay. So that's how that's how I look at real estate, having been through the 2008 crash, is buy for the long term, buy cash flowing assets, because that's what's going to see you through any downturns in the economy. Number three is learn how to analyze deals and learn how to do commercial financing. So this is about focusing on developing your skills as an, as an investor, right? So we started with drowning out the noise and now we're talking about the one thing that truly matters that's gonna help you grow your business is building your skills. And that, that includes how to analyze a deal because if you're analyzing a deal correctly, in your equation or formula that you use to figure out if a property is a good deal or not, high interest rate is just one part of the equation, right? What are the other levers that you can pull in the equation to make sure that the property works, right? You can still, there's still how much you purchase a property for, how much do you rehab it for? What is, it gonna, what is the after repair value going to be? What is the rent going to be? If the other parts of that equation work along with the high interest rate, then the deal works. So it's looking at the deal holistically rather than just looking at high interest rates. And to give you another example here, when we first started investing 2014, 2015, I told you how difficult it was to find lenders at the time. We paid for the first couple of properties that we did long-term financing for, we paid seven plus percent interest. And the deals still worked. And the deals today still work, assuming you know how to analyze the deal correctly. 
So build your skills to analyze the deal correctly and then also commercial financing. So commercial financing is something that is not easy to learn, but once you learn and understand how it works, it'll change your trajectory as an investor. It took us a year to figure out commercial financing, but once you do, it really opens up so many doors. So for instance, using commercial financing, even if you get a slightly higher interest rate, there's ways to get to lower the interest rate by maybe doing a seven-year arm. Or, you know, there's so many other loan options that you can look at to pay slightly less in uh, in interest and for the deal to work. So learning how to analyze a deal correctly, learning commercial financing is going to help you invest in any market. So that's building your skills, which is which is so, so important. So just to recap about this one topic, how to invest in the current market. Number one, drown out the noise, focus on long-term buy and hold properties. Remember, it doesn't matter what the property does in the short term, as long as it's cash flowing, you're fine to hold it through periods of recession. And in the long term, you're only going to make more more rent, more appreciation, more debt pay down. And finally, learning how to analyze deals correctly and learning commercial financing is going to be completely change your business. So that's the first topic, how to invest in the current market. The second topic that I wanted to cover today is as a new investor, what do you need to do? Uh, what do you need to do today as a new investor to start building your wealth? And the first tip that I'm going to give you is start with your why. And, you know, Palak and I talk about this so often. We talk to hundreds of investors every week. And the one thing that I've noticed is, and this is even true for us, when we first thought that we wanted to invest in our early 20s, we've been wanting to invest in real estate for a long, long time. And we thought about it and we were in analysis paralysis and we didn't invest for a long time until we had kids. And once we had kids, we had a two-year-old and a two-month-old. And that's when we realized why we needed to build wealth is for them so that we could spend more time with them, so that we could pass wealth onto them. And something that we've learned more recently is pass on knowledge to them, which is more important than any wealth that we can pass them on. Uh, we can they work with our, our, our daughter is now eight and our son is six, and we involve them in our business as much as we can, like teaching them different things that we do showing them how numbers work in real estate, teaching them some terms, showing them how hard work for yourself in building a business can give you such great rewards. And that's the upbringing that we want to give them and we want to empower them. And that is honestly greater than any wealth, as I said, that we can pass on to them. So knowing your why will push you through any failures. It'll give you the motivation on days that you don't feel like doing anything for growing your wealth or buying assets. Knowing your why and keep reminding yourself of it will give you the drive that you need. I think motivation comes and goes, drive stays. And that's why if you need drive, if you want a real drive to start investing today, then figure out what your why is. Why are you doing this? And it has to be something greater than you. It has to be something greater than just money. 
And for us, it was spending time with our kids. And that's what our, our why was. And we kept reminding ourselves every day that that's our why, on especially on tough days. <laughs> and when you're starting out, you're not going to see results immediately. It takes a while, right? So I always say, be impatient when you're putting in the work and, you know, be like, okay, I'm just going to go crazy. I want to be impatient with how I want to keep, I want to do more things. I want to spend more time analyzing deals. I want to do more phone calls to contractors and banks or whatever it is to build your team. So be impatient there, but be patient about the results. Because if you put in the hard work consistently, and if you have the right strategy, then the results will come, even if they take a little bit longer. So it's, you know, it's it's a balance of impatience and patience, but it's it's very important to skill as an investor to learn. So that's number one, start with your why. The second is figure out what your goals are. Be very specific about, you know, identifying those goals and then reverse engineer that into how you're going to achieve it, right? And that's why, again, starting with the destination in mind and painting a vivid picture of what that'll look like if you've not done a vision board for yourself. It is very powerful. It's not just words. It's not just, you know, something that people do and forget about. If you do it, I'm telling you, it'll help. Create a vision board for yourself. Figure out what kind of life you want. And if you're a husband and wife or partners investing together uh, in real estate, do one for each of you and then maybe do one together for both. I just think that is so powerful to know where you're going and to keep reminding yourself, that's my destination. So I would highly recommend doing that. And by the way, we have a really good training on this uh, where we show you how to build a vision board, how to come up with where you want to go, your end destination, and then reverse engineer that into how many rentals you will need to retire. So if you want to access that training, you can go to theinvestoraccelerator.com. Again, it's called theinvestoraccelerator.com. And um, this is a pretty cool training. It's, it's a five-day challenge, so check it out. So number two, as I said, is figuring out your end destination, your goals, and then reverse engineering that into what you need to do right now. And the number three is just taking action, right? It is just taking action. And this is tough. Trust me, like I, we talk to so many investors who keep analyzing and they know it's the right thing to do and they know what they want to do. It, there's fear that gets in the way. So educate yourself and you have access to all the information, learn how to analyze deals, learn how to do all these skills as an, as an, as an investor. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to take the leap of faith at some point. And just decide that you want to do it and take action because the best way to learn as an investor is by doing it. You can have all the SOPs, all the standard operating procedures, you can have all the learnings and you can ask a hundred questions, but at the end of the day, you're going to learn by doing a deal. And you may fail at the first deal. That is okay. That is totally fine. You may, the first two deals may not go as you had intended, as you had planned, but that is fine. You learn and you adapt and you move forward. So if you're a new investor starting to build wealth, do these three things. Start with your why, figure out what your why is. Number two, reverse engineer your retirement by first figuring out where you're going, what you want in life, what your destination is. Reverse engineering into that. And then number three, 
uh, taking action, taking the leap of faith. Uh, so those are some tips that I had for you. Hopefully that helped both for how to invest in the current market and as a new investor, how to build wealth. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with more. Thank you so much. Don't forget, when you're ready to get serious, you can join us at theinvestoraccelerator.com. It's like getting a thousand episodes worth of information in five days, and it's everything you need to build your actionable plan to financial freedom and making work optional. Mm-hmm.